0: Call somebody. Back, baby!
1: Oh. What, 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 what? Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity.
0: Yeah! Woo! Uh. Do, 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 do. There we are. What's up, everybody? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. My name's Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity, right here on the Promise Life Network. Mike,
1: sorry, <laughs> I had the wrong fader up, and I was like, "Why is he looking at me like that?" <laughs> That's all right. I'm, no, I'm not
0: fired. No, not today. I can't afford to fire you.
1: That's okay. good. It's, this is a good point. <laughs> Doesn't get much cheaper than me. <laughs>
0: Oh, today's show is brought to you by SiteGeeks. SiteGeeks.com boost your website's appeal in just 24 hours with their 77 point inspection that helps businesses and entrepreneurs achieve brand establishment, grow their conversions, increase engagement, and produce more leads. Go to SiteGeeks.com, S-I-T-E-G-E-E-K-Z.com, because nothing is more important than your site. So today 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 i came in the studio today and i'm like what are we going to talk about today and i don't ever know what i'm going to talk about when i walk into i've the studio. noticed this yeah and it's well you know it's a gift it's a gift not knowing what i'm going to say is a gift okay <laughs> but uh, i like that i i have been recently contemplating a topic in my brain and so i figured why not you know Put it out there to you guys. So if you go on my Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash the Stefan Facebook.com slash the G, you'll see a video that I posted from John Oliver's show last week tonight. And it's talking about televangelists and how crooked and corrupt they are and how they just want your money and so on and so forth. And that kind of got me thinking not so much about the televangelist angle. Because we all know that there's guys like Robert Tilton and Leroy Thompson and Creflo Dollar that are out there, you know, that are trying to. And I'll say this. I believe deep, 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 deep down inside, they truly believe they're doing something to help you. But I also believe they want your money. So.
1: Wow, you're nicer than I am.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, because I I believe I've dealt with pastors like that before. Uh And when I talk to them, they like if you really get down to the core, they really believe what they're saying. They really do believe it.
1: Well, I think some of them do. I think some of them don't.
0: Yeah, that's true. I agree with you on that.
1: I think they try to justify what they're doing. Yeah. So they've created this false.
0: This God. Yeah. 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 I could agree with that. But anyway, so we were talk- I was thinking about the whole crooked televangelist thing, and it got me to thinking about churches in general, just the church, and the operation of the church. And so today, it's going to be kind of free-flowing, so if you're not really a listener, and you just, you know, today's show might not be for you, because I'm just going to go here and go there, and kind of see where I end up. But I started thinking about churches. And I started thinking about the operation of the church and what the church is actually supposed to do. Like, what is the purpose of the church? Do you know that answer, Mike? What is the purpose of the church? What is the church there for?
1: Oh, you want me to answer that right now? Yeah. Oh, put me on the spot. Absolutely. Test your doctrine here for a second, Pastor. Uh, Well, the church initially was supposed to be a community of believers helping to disciple and grow as believers that's
0: what, and that's what i always thought thank you i so i always thought i always felt like the church in and of itself not the building the church because we hear pastors say that all the time you are the church nah, i get sick of hearing that we get it we are the church but you want us to come here to go to church <laughs> if i decide not to come here to go to church do i still am i still the church is that okay with you but we won't get into that one quite yet um,
1: I was about to say, we go, I can go on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was sure. going to say,
0: that's a real deep hole that I'm not ready to go down yet. But I started thinking about the operation of the church and what the church is actually supposed to do. And I've always felt like the church was supposed to be, just like Mike said, a community of believers that gather together to disciple each other and to grow as believers. Basically, almost like a networking group, a group of friends, a group of people that get together together. On a semi-regular basis, maybe not every week, but in a you know in a structured manner in order to talk about Christ, discuss their issues, help each other out, learn from each other, you know, uh, worship together. Yeah, worship together, lean on each other, uh, profess the goodness of God, learn more about him, so on and so forth, right? And I've noticed that church, in America, specifically in the South, because I live in the South. I'm in Orlando, Florida, the happiest place in the universe. Church has, don't give me that look, we're the happiest place in the universe.
1: Church. I'm just surprised you believe
0: that. <laughs> Church know. has gotten away from that principle, that foundational principle that this is what we're here for. Um I really believe that people now just believe that, number one, the church is here to teach you. Well, no, the church isn't necessarily here to teach you. The pastor, in and of itself, is. Am I really going to say this? Okay, I'll say it. The pastor, in and of itself, is really just supposed to be a guy that kind of guides the meeting, you know? I don't know that the pastor was ever intended to get up on a stage in front of, behind a pulpit and teach a message for 45 minutes. I, I just, I don't know. In all the Bible, there's only one guy that was on stage on the mountain teaching. Everybody else was kind of like, there was a lot of guys like out there in the middle of the street teaching. There's a lot of guys out there, you know, on the corner in the town square or out in the middle of, you know, wherever baptizing people. There's people like that. There's only one guy standing on the stage. But anyway, so. I don't necessarily know that we're supposed to have a pastor standing up giving a message for 45 minutes and I'm not against that. So I don't care. That's not a big deal. If was, if, if we believe that this person has educated themselves to a level that we trust them to teach us about a book that we're trying to learn more power to you. You know what I mean? That's not a big deal. So please don't crucify me on Twitter about that or on Facebook. It's okay. I, I'm not against pastors. Okay. But then I think about the building of the church, And all it takes to take care of this building. You've got, first of all, I think about empty church buildings because that's something that bothers me. You got this building that you have to pay for like a house, right? You you have rent that you have to pay or you have a lease that you have to pay or you have a a mortgage that you have to pay because you've purchased the building. And you have to pay for it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. But you're only using it three, maybe four times a week for a couple hours. Now you're paying for it 24 hours a day, but you're only really using it like six hours a day, three days a week. Well, why are we wasting this real estate? Why are we wasting this property? Why are we wasting this space that we can easily be utilizing for the growth and the discipleship and the worship of Christ? That's one thing. So one thing I'd like to see is for us to stop wasting that space. If you've got a building, do you have any idea what I would do if I had a building that I could just use whenever I wanted to and, and it was paid for? I didn't have to pay for it out of my pocket, but it was paid for. Like, I would have a radio studio in there. I would have a gym in there where kids could play basketball. I would have all kinds of stuff going on in this building. If I had this building, I would put it to good use. I would make sure that there is something productive and dynamic going on in this building at least 18 hours a day.
1: And there are some churches that do that.
0: There are. And I would even say eh, I'll give them 30%. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah. Sounds about
0: right. 30% of the churches are doing that. There's a lot of churches out there that just have this empty building. It's just a big empty building or small empty building. It's not being used. You know? And so not only that okay so then I think about just not just the building, but then everything it takes to keep up the building, like all the money that it takes to keep the building going. You gotta have, you know, gotta have electricity because especially in Florida, it's gonna be hot. You're gonna need air conditioning. So you gotta have electricity and you gotta have water and you gotta, you've got maintenance and upkeep and hopefully you got some bathrooms. So you're gonna need cleaning supplies and all that kind of stuff to keep stuff clean and blah, 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 and all of that's great. But when I look at how that's happening, A part of me believes that we're starting to put too much emphasis on the building. And the reason I say that is because people donate to churches all the time, right? They donate money. They give their tithes. They give their offering. They give their building fund offering and, you know, the special offering and the pastor's appreciation offering. And they give all this money to churches over and over and over again for days and days and days and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and years and years and years. And you get this little slip of paper at the end of the year that tells you how much money you've given to the church. And and it can range from uh, over a thousand bucks for a lot of people. That they've given to a church over the course of a year, way over a thousand bucks for some people, three and four and five and six and $7,000 that they've given to a church over the course of the year. But what the, what is the church doing with it? And what I mean when I say that is I'm not talking about pastors getting rich off of people. That's not where I'm going with that. But what I'm talking about is the other aspect of what we, we have grown to believe the church is supposed to be. And that other aspect is a place that helps others. So we've looked at the church and we've believed, we've started to believe and we've continued to believe that the church is supposed to be a place that feeds the home, the hungry, uh, clothes, those that don't have clothing, helps the homeless, you know, mentors, children, grows, just helps to grow and develop society as a whole. But 80 percent of the money that you're giving goes to keeping the building running. Seriously, statistics from the Evangelical Christian Credit Union says that 82 percent of the average church's budget goes to personnel, building, and administration expenses. 82 percent of everything that you give to the church goes to keeping the church running. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they go on to say that three percent of the budget is used for children and youth programs, Two percent of the budget is used for adult programs and one percent of the budget is used for local and national benevolence programs, which is what we talk about giving to the poor, helping the homeless, clothing, shelter, food, so on and so forth. And so we're as a church relying on people's donations and it sounds like we believe that we're donating to a greater cause. We believe that we're donating so that the church can do what what it's quote unquote called to do so they can step out and make a difference in the community. But what we're actually giving to is the running of a building. We're giving money to run a building that we can come in on Sundays and sit in and listen to somebody talk to us for 45 minutes and sing a few songs.
1: We're on the building and pay the pastor i think is i mean well yeah pay the pastor that's part of it too
0: yeah and i just don't know if that is the best usage of those funds though you know and and there's been and as i've had this conversation with others and as i've had this conversation in my mind there's been a couple of different scenarios that have popped up and I want to talk to you about some of those scenarios, but I really want to think, I want you to take a second and just really kind of think about the fact that 82% of the average church's budget goes to paying the people that work there, keeping the building running, and handling the administration of keeping the building running. 82%. So if a church collects, let's say, over the course of a weekend, if the church collects $10,000, 8,200 of that is just going to running, is, is going specifically to the fact that the church needs to be there next week. That's big, man. That's huge. That's huge. And I just wonder if there's not a better way. I had a friend of mine ask a question one day. I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like, if you want to find out where your pastor stands on helping the poor and contributing to the community and helping to develop a better Christian society, ask them if they're willing to cancel Sunday service. Ask them if they're willing to cancel Sunday service. Because Sunday service is where all the money is made and Sunday service is where most of the money is spent. So ask them if they're willing to cancel Sunday service. Because the majority of the people that work at the church are volunteers. There's, I mean most churches Outside of great big huge mega churches, have very few paid staff. And even some of the mega churches that are not mega churches, because I'm not talking about Joel Osteen sized churches, but even some of the churches that have 5,000, 6,000 members, they still only have a staff of maybe 15, 20 people. You know, that's not a lot of people to pay, but 82% is going back into the church instead of, I would like to see 82% going out into the community. And the remaining 12%, or excuse me, the remaining 18%, dang, really? Did I just do that? The remaining 18% going back into the church. And I wonder how many different ways there is to do that. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just spitballing here today. It's just something that's been on my mind. When I found out that 82% of the money that I donate goes back into the church, it made me really start to think about what I'm donating to. Not just money-wise, but... Principle-wise, like, what are we doing as a church? And when we come back, because I have to go to a break, obviously, because Mike is playing music. When we come back, I'm going to surprise you about what we're not doing as a church. Moment of clarity, Stephon G. be back in a second. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, And ready for this one put so, okay. yeah. your so bible
1: in the air bible in the air put your bible in the air Vibe in the air your in the air Vibe in
0: the air your in the air Vibe in the air your in the put your in the air put your in the air moment of clarity and we are talking about churches, 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 churches. And I brought up the idea that the church might not be doing everything you think it's doing. And the concept comes from the the statistic that was given out by the Evangelical Christian Credit Union, which I didn't even know they had that. But the Evangelical Christian yeah, I Credit didn't Union. Either. Um, and their stat says that 82% of the money that you give to your church goes back into keeping the church running. And when I heard that, I just said, that's a lot. That's a really big number, 82%. That's a lot of money going back into the church. For every dollar I give you, 82% just goes back into keeping this place running. And only 18 cents goes out to helping somebody get fed. And it, the, I, the concept came up that maybe the churches aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so then we had to double back and find out, well, what are the churches supposed to be doing? And we found out churches are supposed to help people grow, so on and so forth. But we've attached this other Uh, Job description on the church And that's to take care of the homeless Take care of the destitute Take care of the mentally challenged Take care of the AIDS victims Take care of the orphans Take care of the unwanted Take care of those who are dying Take care of those who are struggling Help run orphanages and hospitals and schools And hospices and so on and so forth And I can tell you There's so many churches out there That are not doing that I mean, think about that list that I just read off. Homeless, destitute, mentally challenged, AIDS victims, orphans, unwanted, the the those that are dying, struggling, orphanages, hospitals, schools, hospices. These churches ain't doing all of that. They're not. They might be doing a segment of that. They might be doing a piece of that work, but they're not really getting their fingers into it. You know what I mean? And. I often wonder why, because I know I live in Florida and I know in Florida there's a church on every single corner that you drive now. And if it's not on every corner. It's on every other corner. There's corners in this town that have four churches on it. There's only four corners on a street and there's four churches on that corner. And with all the churches, and I've heard it said spiritually, but I'm going to say it practically as well. People have said spiritually, with all the churches in Florida, the devil should never gain any ground. Well, I'm going to also say, with all the churches in Florida, there should be no hungry people in Florida. With all the with all the churches that are in this state, well, there's, I mean, there's, God, hold on. I need to find out how many churches are in Orlando. Just Orlando. I just want to know how many are just in Orlando. Because with all the churches that are around here, there should be no need if everybody's giving and I got to imagine everybody's giving because the churches are still there so people are giving to help keep the church running and so there's got to be a misappropriation of those funds there's just got to be a misappropriation of those funds somewhere you were talking about tiling Mike
1: well yeah because it was when something to break well it's, it's something I've been thinking about this week actually and it's one thing I've always struggled with at churches is tithing, mm-hmm. and, and part of it's because I've never made a lot of money, so it's not like I've had right. tons of money to give away. But um, there's a my money's very valuable to me because I've earned it, and I like I said, I'm not rich and loaded. But I always just wonder where my money is going. I when I'm tithing, I just don't feel this great call from God sometimes to give my ten percent in that offering plate. And I sometimes I feel bad for that, be, but it's a lot of it's just because I just wonder where my money's going. I don't really see where it's going, and I know most of it's just going for the building and maybe the pastor's salary. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to get real passionate and emotional about really wanting to give my hard-earned money to keep the lights on for Sunday morning. I,
0: I understand that. It's very hard. I mean, I can imagine that it's extremely hard to get people behind that. You know what I mean? Like, to get people geared up to say, we're giving money to keep the building running and to pay this guy to tell us to keep the building running. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I just, it's just really weird. It's just really weird.
1: It's like with, um, there's a church I went to this past week, and they were starting a new drive, and they were going to, they're collecting backpacks, and with, school supplies in it, and they were going to give those backpacks to a local a local organization and give it to kids who can't afford a backpack. Right. And when I thought of that, that would be something I would do because mm-hmm. it's something I'm giving my money, and I physically have something in my hand that I know is going to help someone else, and I feel then my money is really getting its value, but I feel like I'm really giving. Right. And what if for some reason a lot of times when I give a tithe of 10%, it's more out of guilt cuz you're supposed to than right. I really feel like this money is going to spread the kingdom of God. And maybe that's a problem with some of the churches I've been to. Maybe I have I don't feel like the churches are really using those resources to spread the kingdom of God. And
0: I and I don't think they are. Yeah. I don't think they are. Now, I'm not talking bad about every church out there because there's a lot of good churches out there doing a lot of good things. But even some of the churches that run school programs, you know what I mean? And after school programs and summer programs, those are great, but are you really helping to develop my child? Or are you just babysitting? You yeah. know. Or, and I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more churches. First, first off, let me say this. I'd like to see more churches establishing a way to pay to run the church. And what I mean by that is there's no reason that the church cannot establish a business, a separate entity that they run on a regular basis. So you let's say you run a church. You know I wasn't going to say me. Let's say you run a church, right? Okay. And so you're Pastor Mike. And Pastor Mike has this church. But Pastor Mike also is a great, I don't know, shoe maker. You make shoes, right? So in order to cover the cost of the church, you start a business making shoes and you make shoes and you bring people in from the church and you teach them how to make shoes and you give people jobs and you develop this thing and not only and you take those profits from the shoemaking company and you donate them to the church so that the church can keep running every day and they don't need the 82 percent of what's being donated.
1: It's interesting, too. In a way, Paul did that. Well, I guess he really I mean, he was a tent maker, right? But I guess I was more to fund himself, but everything he did was for the church. Exactly. So in a way, that's kind of similar.
0: And, and there's, we're not doing that, though. We're depending on, because think about it. Okay, so you want me to donate in order to help? Further the gospel. We'll say it like that. You want me to donate to help further the gospel, but you're taking 82% of my donations to keep the church running, right? So that means when it's time to do the backpack drive, I've got to donate again for the backpack drive because I've got to give you the materials to put in the backpacks. And then I've got to donate again in order to keep the school up and running. And then I've got to donate again to keep this program moving. And I've got to donate again to keep that program moving. And it all just comes back to donation, 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 donation. And we don't have any churches that are thinking forward and saying, "You know what? We can establish something. We can establish some rinky-dink online business, you know what I'm saying, that that garners enough money to keep this place running."
1: Yeah, and I don't I really don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: I don't think so either. But why aren't churches thinking that way?
1: Well, for one, it's they don't want to pay taxes.
0: So what? I, <laughs> I know. I mean I understand there's a tax exemption but there's a lot that you have to deal with in order to get that tax
1: yeah, exemption. Yeah, that's true. I you think a part mean? of it too is just they're stuck in their ways.
0: I think that's what it is. They're, just they're stuck, stuck in they're stuck in their ways.
1: They're stuck in this is just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Because think about, okay, I live in the South. I know I've said that like 800 times today, but think about how many, and people who live in the South are going to understand this. People who don't live in the South are going to understand it too. Think about how many times they've had chicken dinners for sale after church, right? Somebody done fried some chicken and they're selling food for $5 a plate after church to all the congregants, right? Why not just start a restaurant in that same strip mall that you're running your church in? Cause your church is in a strip plaza somewhere. And that same plaza why not just get the place next door and start a restaurant
1: you know i think a lot of people would go to it too a christian restaurant absolutely why not
0: and you the chicken is obviously good <laughs> you know you've you've made chicken you've made the chicken and the mashed potatoes and the green beans and all of that you have ma- been able to do it at the church so why not just start a restaurant and you start the restaurant and the restaurant can then cover the cost of running the church every day and then you employ people from the church. The, people, the, the church gets to bring people in who are homeless or don't have jobs or who need help. Or, you know, the single mother that just can't find any place to work and needs a, help, a hand up and so on and so forth. Now they can work at the restaurant.
1: You know what I think?
0: <laughs> don't you that, say it.
1: <laughs> that has started all of this. What's that? It just hit me like a ton of bricks. I think this all stems from the fact that we don't know what the definition of church is. I I think you're right. I mean you started that a little bit, but we don't know what church is. Right. Really supposed to be. Yeah. We think of church as the building. Yes. And as Sunday service Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's it. So when someone like you comes up with an idea outside of that, we're like, well that's not church.
0: But that's what church is supposed to be. Exactly. Could you imagine if every church took The people, just the people that were in that church, right? Okay, let me put it like this. Could you imagine if every church took the people that were in that church who were gifted and talented to do whatever it is they were gifted and talented to do? And some of them are working at their jobs and they making six figures or $50,000 a year, whatever they make and they're fine. But the ones that are not, you know, Becky, who pay, who likes to bake cakes and doesn't know how to run a business, so on and so forth. What if the church just took those people and started investing in them and just started investing in them and allowing them to build their business in within the church? Right. So first off, Becky starts baking cakes and sells pieces of cake after church right and then she gets to keep the money from selling the pieces of cake after church and then she grows a little bit more and somebody comes along beside her and says you know what those are some really good cakes have you ever about thought about starting your own bakery and she's like ah, I don't really want to be a business person and so they say well I'm a business person and they just kind of start developing and growing this thing and the next thing you know right next door to the church is Becky's bakery And now she is employing people who go to the church. She's giving internships to kids during the summertime that they can learn a craft that they can actually do something with in their lives. She's helping send kids to culinary school and helping kids determine that they want to be a chef in their lives, all because Becky's next door making cakes.
1: I mean, sounds
0: good to me, but we're not doing that.
1: No, I wonder if they're afraid the money will corrupt it or something that. Trying to make a profit is somehow bad. Maybe that's a part of the problem. I'm sure, I,
0: I've heard that before, but trying to make a profit is not bad.
1: Well, I, I agree with you. But In fact,
0: the Bible tells us we're supposed to make a profit.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it goes back to that whole thing of we don't know what church, church is. is yeah. I feel like the biggest problem with churches, and I've had this issue with churches forever, is it seems like their goal is to sustain itself.
0: Exactly. You are so right. The whole purpose, the whole goal of the church is to make sure the church stays there. Yeah. And that's it. Or to grow the the membership of the church because they're not really concerned with growing the church. They want to grow the membership of the church. Now when
1: we say church, we're talking the not building. the church, but yeah. the local fellowship. Right. And it just seems like when I go to a lot of churches, their whole goal Their mission statement should be to sustain this building and Sunday service. (laughs) And that's it.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: And when you have that mindset, you can't branch. You can't because
0: I look at it like this. Like I, like I said, the things I would do if I had a free building. Right. And that's basically what the church has. It has a free building. Now, when I say free, I don't mean it doesn't cost anything, but people are donating to cover that cost. And sometimes they make it and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they come up over. Sometimes they come up under. I get that. But at the end of the day, I don't have to come out $4,000 out of my pocket in order to cover the cost of this church, right, every month. And so the people, the congregants, the people that are going to your church are pretty much covering that cost. The things that you can do in that building on a regular basis, there's no reason that you can't take an office and say, this is the business incubator office, right? And we're going to teach people how to start their own businesses. And we're going to teach people if you need office space, come here, sign up on this sheet. This is the time period that you will have office space completely free because we want to see you succeed. And next thing you know, that strip plaza where you've got the old, you know, Dollar General, because that's where you're running your church out of the old Dollar General. Now, every business in that plaza came from this church. And all of these people are employed and all of these people are learning and all of these people are growing. And you've got financial consultants and you've got business consultants and you've got bakeries and you've got restaurants and you've got retail stores for the people that wanted to start their own fashion line. You know what I mean? There's no reason that the church can't have a room with a sewing machine and a grandmother that teaches kids who want to start their own fashion line how to sew. And it's just something that happens every Thursday at 6 o'clock. Come learn how to sew if you want to start your own fashion company.
1: And that goes back to the idea that you have to expand what the church is, which is supposed to be to help people grow and to help each other.
0: This is why I'm not allowed to start a church.
1: Yeah, because, because that's <laughs> the true purpose. But the true purpose in most people's minds today is just self Sustaining. Self existent.
0: Because I could be honest with you. I could care less about Sunday service. I know. And don't get me started on Wednesday night service because I ain't going. (laughs) And if you don't have Wednesday night service and you have Thursday night service, I'm definitely not going because the game is on. You know, and Sunday service is great, and I I understand that it's a time for fellowship and and collective worship, but if you were running the church the way you're supposed to run the church, then every day, all day, is a time for fellowship and collective worship. Every single day, all day long, there should be people in and out of that building doing something productive that expands the gospel and expands the word of Christ and teaches the word of Christ and teaches the foundational principles of Christ and helps people to grow and helps people to develop. See? Where I'm getting ticked off because it doesn't make any sense that we're running these churches just to keep a building moving. 82%, ladies and gentlemen, 82% of your freaking money that you give to the church goes back to keeping the lights on. That is ridiculous. Electricity is not that expensive. These churches need to get into doing something productive and helping the world be a better place. If your pastor is not about developing the community and helping people expand and helping people grow, If he's not inviting people in to teach courses on accounting and to teach courses on real estate and to teach courses on financial investment, then you need to leave that church because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Walk out. Walk out today. That's right. I just told you to leave your church because it's enough of the church being impotent in america the reason the church is impotent in america is because all we care about is keeping this building running so we can show up on sunday and sing and feel better about ourselves i don't give a damn how you feel about yourself do something to further the kingdom of god period point blank in the conversation so put your bootstraps on let's get to work let's do something that is going to last beyond us let's change this country for the better From within. And let's start with the church. Because that's where everything's supposed to start anyway. I love y'all. Moment of clarity. Stefan G. Catch you next week.